Have you ever had one of those days where you just rocked it? You were able to get so much accomplished, you feel amazing at the end of the day, you're energized and you're ready to do it again. But then for each one of those days where you feel productive, you've likely had just as many days where you didn't. In today's episode, we're going to talk about looking at your production over the course of a week rather than day by day. We'll discuss how this will help you to stop feeling like a failure and increase your overall satisfaction with your performance, getting things done. Welcome to Empowering Productivity, the podcast that empowers you to break the mental chains that keep you from producing. Here are your hosts, Keely and Austin Reason. So working as a contractor or freelancer comes with a lot of mental challenges, kind of, you know, the heartbeat of what we do here at Empowering Productivity. And you've got to find a way to overcome those. If you're going to succeed, you're going to grow, you're going to even stay afloat, you've got to overcome these kind of mental challenges. And one of those is the idea of being okay with having days where you get a lot done and then days where you get next to nothing done. (laughs) It's really hard to overcome this because you know on the days when you're not doing a lot that you don't make as much money because if you are a freelancer, if you're a contractor, you're, you're likely production-based rather than hourly or salary or something like that. So if you don't get something accomplished in a day, you don't get to write an invoice at the end of that day, which means you didn't make any money that day on paper, right? It's a little bit more complicated than that, but that's that's what gets in our heads. So we wanted to talk today about uh, some tips to stop feeling like a failure because you didn't get as much done on a day as you had planned or wanted to. Yeah, this is really difficult um, when, you know, like you have ongoing work that has to be turned in every week or, you know, if you have a project where you have to show up someone's house, maybe things get canceled even. I mean, there's any number of reasons Mm -hmm. that'll keep you from producing. And I think the first thing you have to do is accept that you can't get production every day. You aren't going to make money every day. You may not make as much money from day to day. And that's just normal. So when you work for an employer, you're paid hourly to show up and it doesn't matter how much work there is to do. It doesn't matter if you have an off day and you didn't get as much done, you're still going to walk away with the same amount of money. Right. And, you know, there is some amount of comfort in that. Now, that's fairly limiting. okay? because I can tell you from someone who uh, gets paid to produce, I make a lot more when I'm producing then yeah, it would it's a, it's a double-edged sword. You get you get the comfort and stability right. of, you know, it, I remember when I used to work in food service, if you had a slow day, it was like, nah, <laughs> like I'm still getting my, you know, $7 an hour or whatever I was getting back in the day. But the flip side of that is on those crazy days where, you know, it's just nonstop work, guess what? You don't get a bonus. You don't get a bonus. <laughs> you just made what you made. It's tough. And I'll tell you, you know, when you come home or when you work for yourself or you're doing project-based work where you get paid for that, the stakes are much higher. And you Mm. notice that loss of production. Now, if you were the boss, you would notice that loss of production and feel stressed out. But, you know, as an employer, as an employee, you don't. But as somebody who's on your own, or maybe you do have some helpers, man, that loss of production, it stresses you more. Honestly, it just causes you, though, to feel like a failure, to get in that, you know, spiral. And it's so much more difficult to get out. So you have to accept that you won't or can't produce the same amount of work from day to day. 
even if you're working, you know, at an hourly rate job, think about how many days you didn't get something done, right? When I used to work for an attorney, this would happen. There would be days where I was just not mentally focused. Mm-hmm. Um, so d- be easy on yourself. It's not going to be any different because you're at home or working for yourself in your own shop or whatever you're doing. Yeah, sometimes it, we mentioned being a, a freelancer or a contract worker can can uh, present its own problems. One of them is sometimes you can get more distracted than when you're at a place of work. If you're like us, if you work uh, predominantly from home, then that presents a whole other set of, of potential distractions. Maybe you don't have your coworkers coming in and distract you. Maybe it's your kids or your yeah. pet or the dishwashers, you know, dinging at you or whatever it is. You, you have to understand that uh, you, you've got those challenges and there are going to be days where those challenges are going to overwhelm your, your productivity. So the next tip we have is to track your hours. Have you ever heard that thing that says when, you know, time flies when you're having fun? It's the same way with work. Oh, yeah. Okay, if you have work that you are just loving or maybe you're just in a groove or whatever. I was going to say, maybe, maybe it's not even about the satisfaction. It's just sometimes time flies when you're busy. Yeah, when you're busy Whether and you're like producing <laughs> and you're staying focused. But when, you know, it seems like you're slowing down and it's more of a struggle to complete that task mm-hmm. or you're wearing out. And a lot of times it's just emotional or mental. It can feel like it's taking forever. But in actuality, it may not be taking any longer. This is why tracking your time is so important. It'll help you to separate your feelings to what is actual happening. So mm-hmm. you may find that even when you don't feel very productive, you are still getting stuff done and you're still clocking in, you're still getting work done. Right. So it's important that when you are working on a task or a project and you know how much that project pays, clock in separately and track the time for that project. So if you're like us, um, we have ongoing services. We do the same right. kind of thing for people. I write blogs. They take about this amount of time. I didn't know how long it always took, but I know how long it takes me to write a blog. And each person on my team, it takes them a different time. So it's important to know what's your average. Do that with the tracking per task, but also you need to be tracking your hours as a whole throughout the week. So if you're a freelancer, there's a lot of time where you're not necessarily having a pay change because nobody's paying you to talk to them on the phone and nobody's paying you to email them or invoice them or whatever. But all of this time makes up what you spent working this week. So definitely make sure that you get an entire view of how much you're working. But it is important that you clock out when you get up from your desk or when you switch tasks at your desk. So, like, if you're getting distracted by your phone or Facebook or something, don't stay clocked in. Right? This is <laughs> yeah. not working for an employer, right? This is working for yourself. Or, or uh, it, you know, depending on what, what you're using to track your time, go ahead and clock in and clock it as Facebook. And clock see, and, Facebook. yeah, I'm seriously, like, if you find yourself like, where's my time going? Clock in to, like, everything you're doing. And if you get to the, to the end of the week and you realize that during your working hours, you spent X number of hours on Facebook or texting friends or Instagram or whatever it was, you might go, oh, like this is a problem. This is not just me casually doing this every now and then. I could have gotten so much more done. Right. I used to do that with checking analytics on our websites because it does feel like it's something productive. Like when I first started writing on my blog and everything, I did definitely go check my analytics like 
all the time. Yeah. Right? Who's seen my content now? What's working now? And to some degree, that is important, but it can become a huge distraction. Yeah, if you're spending hours and hours doing it really just because yeah. you want to look at the numbers, then that's not helpful. Multiple times a day. Right. <laughs> but who's counting? <laughs> well, so this is something I tell my team all the time, though, is that you do need to be tracking how much you're working. Yeah. And then the next thing I tell them to do is to divide the number of hours they worked in a week by what they submitted for their invoice. Other way around. What? Other way around. Divide the pay oh, yeah, I never by do the number of hours. Math, right? <laughs> that's that's why we have each other. Yes. Take take your your uh, revenue for that week, divide it by the hours right. that it took you to make it, and then there there's your rough hourly. That's your uh, rough hourly average. rate. Now I'm not very amazing about you know tracking my time all the time, but I can tell you there have been periods of time where I did this. And I noticed when my um, hourly rate went up. So that's always encouraging because when mm -hmm. you get faster or get higher paying work or renegotiate things, you can actually help yourself understand that. But I will tell you that in every job I've ever held, including owning my own business, there are days when I think I'm not being paid enough to do this. I think we all get that way, right? You get that sure. client, that client is a pain and they're sucking the very life out of you or whatever. And you think to yourself, well, I'm not being paid enough to do this. Maybe you're not, but it's important to separate that feeling from the actual information, the actual data. So the only way to know if you're getting paid enough to do that for them yeah. is to track it and then figure out how much you charge. Um, but also, I don't think you should just do one week. You have to do this at least for a month because- oh, sure. Over, at least a month, because over and the I, course of a month, you're going to have weeks where uh, appointments come up and weeks where they don't. Yeah. And and I almost asked you about that when we were talking about this episode of looking at your production on a week to week basis instead of a day to day. You could almost say and look at it month to month and look at it over um, the course of the year. I mean, I to, was just to a certain thinking extent. about weekly because, you know, if you're getting paid weekly. Oh, sure. You know, yeah, so yeah. like our team but, gets paid but like weekly. You're saying, like you're saying, don't do it for just one week. Right. Because that may be the best week of your year or, you know. Or the worst week. It, yeah. And so do it, <laughs> yeah, do it over the course of a couple of, of weeks. And I would say be very, very diligent while you're doing it for that month. Like clock everything. Oh, to, it's annoying to do it, but It's you very annoying. But- so many times we run our businesses based off of feelings instead of facts. You know, we, we well, I, I, I think I made enough money doing that. And it's like, okay, well, let's look at the numbers. How much did you make and how much time did you spend doing it? And then when you add it up and you go, that was way more hours than I realized, or that was way less hours than I realized. Like that, that was fantastic. Let's do more of that. But if you are, are going based off of what it seems like or what it feels like, you're probably estimating incorrectly, overestimating or underestimating. Yeah. And if the work feels good, it may not be paying that well, but you don't even notice it. It's true. Yeah. Which is fine. Um, when you do look at it like this, you can accept lower paying jobs just because you want to do it. Right. So the once you, you, you get that figured out, right? You, you figure out how much time things are actually taking, how much time you're spending doing this, that, and the other thing, averaging that out over the course of several weeks, right? And realize that some of the work that you're doing, while it's not billable time, it's it's overhead time. It's things that you've got to get done. Then take advantage of those productive times, right? Um, <laughs> apparently, I introduced Keely to a saying 
so maybe it's new to you, but at least one other friend of mine has heard this, make hay when, while the sun is shining, right? You got to make hay while the sun is shining. In other words, you got to do the work while you can. And that means a lot of different things in, in different contexts. But in this context, it means when you're having that day where you're killing it, you're just rocking and you're in the groove or whatever, then ride that wave and get it done and just make all of the dollars you can get all of the tasks off of your list that you can, because if you get to the next day and for whatever reason you crash and burn, because maybe the next day you crash and burn because you did so much the day before you're exhausted or the, you know, the kid got sick or the dog got loose out of the backyard or a million things. Take advantage and work hard when you have that, that productivity. When you have, uh, maybe it's, maybe it's your feeling productive, or maybe it's just, you have the time to be productive, whatever the circumstances are, when you have those, those ups and downs, take full advantage of the ups. I used to have this, this cycle throughout the year. It got to where Keely and I could like, you know, put it on the calendar (laughs) that I was going to have these couple of months every year where I was just crashed and burned, not productive, couldn't get things done. Uh, eventually we traced it back to, it was a remnant of my college days because the end of every semester was just so overwhelmingly stressful that my brain associated may with disaster, you know, and, and, and I would get overwhelmed about everything. So what that meant was in the months where I was doing great or the weeks or the days or whatever, where I was doing great, I would do so much and I would make, I would, I would make preparation for the days where I was going to be off because I knew they were coming. And if I, if I prepared for them now, I could sort of coast on those days and that's okay. And again, that was my context. Maybe your context um, isn't, isn't about sort of a, a, a mood swing or whatnot. Maybe your context is again, your kid's school schedule. You know, if you're working from home and you have young kids, you had better be prepared for the summer when they're home all day. You'd better be prepared for spring break, for Christmas break, all of those things. So work hard while you've got the ability, while you feel productive, you've got the time, you've got the resources, the energy, whatever it is. But then the next step, don't feel guilty when you have the unproductive days. Let yourself take a break. When you work hard, you get to play hard. You like you, you've earned it. You get to do it. You're going to hustle. You're going to, you're going to knock stuff out when you can. And so when you, when you can't, or when you don't, don't beat yourself up about it. Don't feel like, well, you know, today I only made X number of dollars and yesterday I made like three times that. Well, okay. Don't think of it that way. Think of it that over the course of those two days, you made the total and average it out. And like Keely said, average it out over the week and 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 see what you've got. So, when I think you have to build that culture in your family also. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Cuz if you're not um clear with with your family that look, I'm putting in extra hours today so I can be off this weekend right. or so I can go to your thing at school or whatever yeah. that is. So it makes we, it a lot easier that way. We do that all the time here where we say, "Okay, uh you know, we've got we've got three boys and we say, "All right, guys, mom and I have to knuckle down for the next two days because we're going out of town 
as a family, you know, like we're coming up on vacation or we're going to the thing or, you know, whatever it is. And we're saying, listen, uh, we're going to give you Saturday. We're going to, as a family, we're going to take Saturday and it's going to be team reason all day. It's not going to be any business or work or anything like that. But to make that happen, we need Friday, you know, and that's okay. Like that's, a, you know, make, make those trade-offs and absolutely get your spouse on board, get your kids on board. If you've got a team, get your team on board. How many, Keely, how many times have you had to go to the team and say, uh, don't call me this weekend. Okay. Mm-hmm. Like if you need me, call me Friday because this weekend mm-hmm. I am taking some time. And so you can either get me Friday or get me Monday, but until then I'm unavailable. So yeah, build, build that into the culture. Build it into your family and your business's culture and know that you're, you're going to have uh, more productive days, less productive days. You're going to need to be able to flex. You're going to need to be able to you know, roll with the punches and, and get the things done that you want to get done when you can. I totally agree. So try not to feel guilty about it. Yeah, because that, that gets you into that, that spiral. I feel like wrong. this is actually one of the first things I have to teach people who come to work with me. Because it's so very different than being a, a, an on-the-clock employee. It really, it's so very different. really is. And I don't know, there came this day, like I, no one told me this, but there just came this day where I was like, man, this same thing I did yesterday is taking me longer today and now I'm not making as much. And that was really discouraging. And I just had to remind myself that I've worked jobs where every day I did not get 100 things mm-hmm. done. I only got 10 or whatever. Right. And, and, you know, the reason that depending on your employer, the reason that they let you be there when it's not quite as busy is because they know they're going to need you when they are busy. And so they know that while they're paying you today for not as much, they're going to make up for it on the, on the busy day. You've got to take that same idea and apply it to yourself and know that today I'm going crazy and I'm, and I'm making all this progress. And maybe there's going to come a day where I'm not. And instead of feeling bad about that. And, and again, you know, I I was saying, uh, you know, your, your life circumstances, maybe it's the work dries up one day, not permanently, (laughs) you know, but if you've got a day where you just don't have as much to do, that's okay. Don't don't freak out. Yeah. In waves, everybody's hungry for lunch at the same time. Don't forget that. Mm-hmm. Everyone is hungry for lunch at the same time. That's an interesting way. So to put whether it. or not it's in fast food or um, restaurants or whatever, it's the same yeah. same way in every other business. That's why at three o'clock at Cracker Barrel it was dead, but then four thirty, five o'clock we started rocking and rolling. And That's I- right. So <laughs> don't forget that. <laughs> Never forget. Well, guys, if you have any uh, questions for us, or if you got uh, tips uh, that, that uh, we could share. Feel free to email us, reach out at contact at r5websitemanagement.com. And until next week, get out there and start breaking those mental chains that are keeping you from producing. 